Counsel the Word, a podcast of the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship. I'm your host, Keith Palmer, and today we're going to be talking about the importance of worldview for counseling. Well, I am thrilled because today I'm sitting across the desk with my friend, Pastor Tim Pasma. Uh, Tim is a pastor and biblical counselor at LaRue Baptist Church in LaRue, Ohio. He is a longtime biblical counselor and biblical counselor trainer, uh, a fellow or supervisor with ACBC and also a board member. Uh, But I am thankful, even beyond those qualifications, that Tim is my friend, and especially in these recent years, I've had a chance to get to know him more personally as we've had the privilege of uh, teaching together and and now serving ACBC together. So, Tim, thank you so much for being here, brother. It's a joy to sit down with you today. Oh, man, it's delightful to be here, Keith. I love being here with you guys. So, Tim is on campus here uh, in North Texas uh, to be a part of our uh, Biblical Counseling Training Conference, so we're grateful. So, we, we pulled him aside here for a few minutes uh, to talk about a subject that, that Tim says he loves to talk about, and that's why I wanted to share this with you in a podcast uh, the importance of worldview in counseling. And you may be thinking, what is a worldview and what does that have to do with ministry to other people? So, so Tim, uh, help us to understand this. Uh, first of all, uh, maybe you can just help us understand what exactly is a worldview. Yeah, Keith, that's, I think this is really important because everyone has a worldview, whether they know it or not. Everyone operates with a worldview. Some just, they just have a functional worldview. Others have actually thought it through. So what is a worldview? A worldview is the basic frame of reference by which you interpret reality. All the facts, all the objects, all the events that are swirling around you, you have a frame of reference, like a pair of glasses. You put on this worldview, this pair of glasses, and that's how you interpret reality. Now, how do we get to a worldview? Well, every individual has made a commitment to some kind of what we would call presuppositions. That is, they believe some truths. They haven't proved them. They just build their worldview on those presuppositions. And that's those are the things that he uses to interpret the world. Because you see, facts, objects, events are not neutral. They are not self-interpreting. We All facts are, in some sense, interpreted. We have a worldview, and we interpret those facts according to our worldview. We look at the data, come to conclusions based on the frame of reference that we have for interpreting the world. Man, that is so helpful. I remember something I think Paul Tripp said years ago, that that we don't live out of what happens in life. We live out of how we interpret oh, man. what's happening. Oh, man, that life, is, right? yeah. That's that, what you're talking about. Exactly, exactly. We don't live by what happens. We live by our interpretation of what happens. And our worldview is what we use to interpret that. Very good. So so I can see the, immediately the relevance of, of what you're talking about here for how we interpret life, but particularly as we're talking about today, the importance of how we're interpreting things from a counseling standpoint, both for our counselees and as you know, those of us that do counseling. So, um, so, so, what exactly? What are the kinds of worldviews that are available to us? Well, you know what, I I essentially think there are two, and this isn't this isn't um, 
um, this isn't original with me, okay? I, I'm, um, years ago I was reading and someone pointed out this. There are essentially two worldviews. There's the autonomous worldview and there's the servant worldview. The autonomous worldview says man is capable of assigning significance and of interpreting the world without reference to God's revelation, plan, or purpose. So in other words, the, um, I don't need God's revelation in order to understand the world. I don't need it. Keep the God talk out, we're told. Um, that just is going to bias our conclusions. What we need is to be quote-unquote neutral. Well, that's what you might call the autonomous worldview, the idea that I can understand all this stuff without reference to God. And that's where most people are, right? Um, but the problem with that is if we live in a God-created world, if it is truly a God-created world, then we cannot understand anything without reference to God. And so the autonomous worldview um, is that which says, I don't need revelation from God. Now, I want you, th- and, and Keith, I know I'm yammering on here, but let's think about this. The very first temptation is in this area. God said to Adam and Eve, that tree right there, that one, you don't eat from that tree. That tree is death. Satan comes around and he says, oh, yeah, I know God says that's death. You're really not going to die. And um, what you need to do is to understand the significance of that tree without reference to God's revelation. See, you eat it and you'll be like God. You eat it and you won't die. And so now there's a paradigm shift. Now Eve is sitting there looking at this tree that God said is death and has interpreted that for her. And what she does is the text in Scripture says she looks at it and sees, wow, that fruit is desirable. Wow, that'll make me wise. Wow, just look at that tree. So now she's interpreting it without reference to God, and she sees just the opposite of what God sees. And so, you know, essentially that's the first temptation. Understand the world apart from any reference to God's revelation. Now, there's another worldview, which, which we might call the servant worldview, because God is Lord, and we are subject to his authority. The nature of our thought should reflect our status as servants. All reality is pre-interpreted. That is to say, God's already told us how to assign significance to the things that we look at, to the things that we know. And so we assign significance to the, the, the world the same way that God does. We, as, as I was taught years ago, we think God's thoughts after him. Very good. No, that's very, very helpful. And, and, and it's, I think it's becoming clear, uh, and I hope you, those of you listening to this is becoming clear that um, our way of interpreting things, whether God is the functional agent controlling that interpretation, that, mm. that servant worldview versus a worldview that would be autonomous, rejecting God, trying to figure things out apart from him, and, and um, uh, you end up with vast interpretation differences, right? I yeah. Mean, we can just think, and, and, th- and we think about counseling, this is why, you know, we don't deny that, that um, you know, people that are not Christians can make observations that are correct right. about human behavior, but they don't ever really arrive at truth because they they don't go to revelation. They, they, they right. don't submit to what God yeah. says to really understand the situation as God would have us. So. And, and that's that's where the rubber meets the road, because like you said, unbelievers can make 
observations about human behavior, but then they try to interpret that without reference to God. If I might put it this way, they try to interpret that data without theistic categories. And if we live in a God-created world, then you're not going to understand anything apart from those theistic categories. If you keep the God talk out and and uh, our friends would say, and you're neutral, you're really not neutral at that point. You're saying God has nothing to say about this. Well, without those categories, you're not going to come to any real conclusions or real understanding of what you are seeing. Right. Yeah. And you can see how, as, as Christians, if we're trying to live in a way that pleases God, if we're trying to live seeing things as God sees them and, and in a way that pleases him, we, we have to adopt that worldview that he gives us in Scripture. We have to submit to what he said in order to do that. And, and of course, when we think about formal counseling, then where we're actually claiming to want to help people in God's name and, and, and with biblical counsel, not our own, but biblical counsel, we can see how this, this worldview is really essential. So, so talk to us now about uh, why is worldview important to the counselee, the one receiving counsel, and, and why is worldview important for the counselor, the one giving counsel? Okay, that's, that's a good question. Um, counseling problems are many times the result of a deficient or distorted worldview. Every counselee that we talk to brings an interpretation, a frame of reference by which they interpret life. And so that worldview may be distorted or deficient, and therefore they're going to interpret the problems that they face in a way that um, is not true. Okay, They're going to misinterpret then their life experience. All right, so, so for example, you have a counselee who comes and be, they've lost a child, and it's a very tragic thing. Yes, it's tragic, and they say, why is this happening to me? These things should not happen to Christians. Um, what is God doing to me? Why is he so angry at me? Well, here he's got a worldview that's essentially saying, if God was good, then these things wouldn't happen. And he's almost borrowing from the world this idea of, why is this happening to me? Um, and some would say, well, that's just the way life is, Right. The world is a random place where these kind of events happen. There's nothing to do about it. It just happens. Well, that's different from a worldview that says the world is under control of a sovereign God who is wise and loving, and everything happens according to his plan. And even the loss, even tragedy is part of God's plan. And so you can see then there's a world of difference in how I look at this suffering from this point of view, this worldview, as opposed to that. And Christians will have deficient worldview. They will have distortions in their worldview. And so they won't understand what's going on. And that's where you come in. And you have to change that in their life. You have to change that worldview, that that way of interpretation, so that they can understand what's going on and make changes then. No, that, that's a really, really insightful point there. Um, before we talk about council lores and the importance of worldview, how, how would you do that? How, how do you, as a pastor counselor, help your counselees to change their worldview so that it more aligns with the, the scriptures? 
Well, the first thing to say is I don't get up in front of my whiteboard and give them a lecture on the nature of presuppositions and all that sort of thing. You know, um, what you do in counseling is you bring the truth to bear with people in the, in the situation they find themselves. Now, I often tell folks, you need to deal with what they put on the table. And you need to take the truth of the Word of God and put it connected to what they're bringing to the table. So I don't give them a lecture on worldview, but that idea of worldview is embedded in the counseling that I give. And so I'm going to try to show them, well, no, you know, we don't live in a random universe. We live in a universe under the control of God. And I'll try to minister that to them and show them that... Um, that there is a sovereign, wise, and loving God, and that he has a purpose in this, and that the Bible tells us the purpose of suffering. The Bible tells us why are we suffering, because sin has entered the world. The environment in which we live fights against us. Therefore, we have suffering. There's alienation between us and the environment. And I may say something like that in counseling, and then I'll say, but look, this is how you're looking at it. You don't see that. This is suffering that's come your way, and guess what? God is sovereign. He has a purpose in suffering, even in a world that has been cursed because of our sin or because of Adam's sin. Nevertheless, God still has a purpose in that. And here's his purposes. Okay. And so you're talking about worldview without ever saying, here's a worldview. Now change it. It's here's how you're looking at this particular thing. Now, how does a, a biblical way of looking at that change? Your interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's as a, and, and you know we're talking about counseling, but I mean this is true for all all Christians. You know, it, there's a sense in which every time we open the Bible, we should be asking God to help us to realign our worldview so that it better conforms with what God is revealing in Scripture. Absolutely, yeah, that's that's really good. And counseling is just the the intentional. Uh, ministry of the word to that effect for a particular issue or topic. So, so helpful, Tim. So, so now take us now from, from the counselee to the counselor. Why do, why do counselors, people engaged in formal ministry of the word, why, why do they need to be particularly uh, informed and sensitive to their worldview? Because if you as a counselor are not, you're going to misinterpret the information your counselor, your counselee brings to you, the person who needs help. Um, if you don't have that biblical worldview, then you're going to end up and your trajectory is going to be away from Jesus if you're using the kind of, um, the kind of categories that present explanations. Um, you know, for example, I'm suffering from low self-esteem. Well, you know, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. It talks about shame because we're guilty. It talks about, making judgments that may be true, that may not be true. Um, but if I'm, if I'm keyed into that, then that's going to direct the way I interpret what they're saying. If I believe in this concept of self-esteem, then that's going to um, affect the way I interpret what they're telling me. Okay. Um, the t- take the instance of someone um, who is suffering. If, if I don't believe there's a sovereign God, then I'm going to go in an entirely different direction. I'm going to understand their problems differently. Um, and and instead of seeing this as God is good and he doesn't cease to be good, even when tragedy strikes, in fact, God wants to use tragedy in our lives. If I'm saying, well, God, you know, um, really doesn't have control over those things and he empathizes with you, but, 
you know, there's nothing he can do. Um, then I'm going to misinterpret and I'm going to give them wrong direction and I'm going to take them in a trajectory that's going to lead them away from God. And so I need to be careful to have a biblical worldview or I will go off in different directions, directions that are not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. That, this is why in, in biblical counselor training and even just, just for people not engaged in informal ministry, theology is so important. Absolutely. We counsel out of our theology. We give advice out of those things that we affirm as a part of a worldview, a belief system. And, and that, that com- is completely significant in terms of how we're interpreting what we're hearing, the advice that we give, yeah. uh, the counsel that we give. So um, this right comes back. This comes right back to, to the old adage that we, we counsel out of our theology. Yes. You know, bad theologians make bad counselors because, uh, because that's true. So we want to get that right. Absolutely. Okay. And, and our theology gives us the categories for understanding the world. So, so in the autonomous worldview, um, I'm going to interpret life apart from theistic categories. Categories like sin, redemption, fall, um, glory. Okay, those are all categories. And until I put everything within those categories, I will not understand what's going on. Um, the world wants the autonomous worldview says we're going to learn everything by observation without reference to God's revelation. Well, then I ignore the very categories that make sense. Um, and as you said, our theology is going to form our worldview. We counsel out of our theology. The theology gives me the categories that I need to understand a life in a God created world fallen as it is. Without those categories, I will misinterpret everything, and I won't be able to help anybody. Well, you've you've spent many years of your ministry training biblical counselors. So if there's biblical counselors listening to this, and they're saying, okay, Tim, I want to grow to have a more biblically accurate worldview for counseling, how would you encourage them to go about doing that? Wow. Um you know, I can think of particular authors right now, and I'm not quite sure of the titles. I mean, this is something that I learned uh, from a Christian philosophy professor. It's something I've become convinced of as I've deepened in my theology. But some of the people that would be writing about this now, some of you uh, who are listening to this, if you've got a really philosophical-type mind, then Cornelius Van Til is the guy to read about this. All right. Um, and maybe Greg Bonson. Who, Greg Bonson, who trans- yes. Translates Van Til into yes. easier to understand. Exactly. Yes, yes. those are two, I, two You know, books. Keith, I can't remember the name of Bonson's book, but Bonson has taken that, what we're talking about, this kind of worldview, and has made it very accessible. Yeah. Is it always ready? Is that- it could be. Okay. It could be. Another person is John Frame, mm-hmm. who's also... Um, talked about this um i can't remember if it's apologetics for the glory of god or something along those lines but john frame in in terms of apologetics is also going to talk about worldview very good very good well tim this has been a blessing Uh, thank you so much first of all for being here in our conference but thank you for this conversation i think you've helped us to see how absolutely essential it is that we adopt a biblical worldview so that we can be faithful biblical counselors keith It is always a delight to talk to you.
Thank you for listening to Counsel the Word. For more information about the Center for Biblical Counseling and Discipleship, you can visit us at our website at thecbcd.org.